0: Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life. Called to live, commanded to love, and commissioned to serve. And here at FCBC, how do we say it, family? We live, we love, we serve. Before I, 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 I go into the scripture today, I want to share something. And I don't say this in a kind of, uh, in, a, in no judgmental way, but I read something this morning. And it shows two things. One, sometimes, no matter how enlightened we are, that we have blind spots. And then two, no matter how old we are, we can evolve. Right? I read a post this morning on Twitter from Rick Warren. Many of you may know who that name is. He's Purpose Driven Church, Purpose Driven Life, the book. But something that many people didn't know about Rick Warren is that Rick Warren With his church, Saddleback was Southern Baptist Church, but he did not believe in women in leadership in church, women in ministry, women preachers. And so he put out a post this morning, um, not only apologizing, but repenting for his ignorance. Um, After 53 years, he said in ministry and and thinking about the harm he did to countless women in the church he served. Um, and so on some levels, you can be harsh and say, ah, oh, 53 years, we, you know. But at least there's an admission of ignorance and and wanting to correct that. Why do I say that? It goes back to what I said I'd be talking about this month, and that's love at the end of the day. You know, no matter who we are, sometimes we get so hell bent on our biases and our prejudice that we don't always see our own ignorance. So what I praise God with brother Warren is that he was able to see that. And, and then not only see it because some people can see the error of their ways and make no mention of it, but to publicly state, and then publicly, as he said, repent for the wrongdoing is a courageous act on, on his part. Um, And to say this, I will say he retired and he appointed pastor and actually a co-pastor team, a husband and wife. But let me show how deep this is. When he appointed the husband and wife as co-pastors, basically he said a woman could pastor. The Southern Baptist Convention kicks that church out of its convention. Think about that. The largest church in their convention, they kicked out because they believe a woman could be a pastor. Think about that. So just as we celebrate uh, Rick Warren, we also be mindful that There's still those who are not afraid to parade their ignorance. Amen? Good, good, good. So turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew, the 11th chapter. Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. I'm going to read from the New Revised Standard Version of Scripture and then. The Message Bible, the Message Bible, people always ask me what Bible to get. I tell them the Bibles we use, the NRSV, which is probably one of the better translations from the Old Testament Hebrew to English and from New Testament Greek to English. And then the Message Bible is good because um, many, many of us need something that we can ex- understand. And so the Message Bible is in language that is very relatable, very understandable. And Eugene Peterson does an amazing job of translating and then making the language relevant. So Matthew 11:28 28 through 30 in the NRSV reads like this. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, And learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The message reads differently. Listen to this. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me. Come on. Let's pray. God, thank you on today for this time you've set aside for all of us. We're truly grateful, oh God. We ask, oh Lord, that you would continue to just shape us by your spirit and by your love as we seek to be faithful unto you. God, there's some of us, oh Lord, who've come here today. Heavy and weary. God, I pray that your word will lift them today. God, thank you. Thank you for not only being mindful of us, but gracious towards us. And most of all, oh God, we can't thank you enough that you are not the kind of God who gives us what we deserve, but you show grace and love and mercy and favor. This is our prayer. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Remain standing. Let me just read that in the, um, in the Message Bible, Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest walk with me and work with me watch how i do it learn the unforced rhythms of grace i won't lay anything heavy or ill fitting on you keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly amen amen put your hands together Use the Lord to hand clap pray you. take your seat <clears throat> i simply want to speak this morning briefly from this thought, a healing invitation, a healing invitation. I love here in the Message Bible, this language, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Every part of this passage, whether you read the New Revised Standard Version or even the Message Version, speaks of love in action. It speaks of not just love in action, but in some ways, love in action manifests itself as compassion, being compassionate towards someone. That word compassion simply means, if you break the etymology down, to suffer with another individual. It means that you do not stand outside of another person's struggle or suffering and simply offer words of empathy. But then you're willing to be in solidarity with those who are suffering and stand with them in those moments and seasons of challenge. All of us in here know what it is to be weary. All of us in here know what it is to feel emotional and physical and even spiritual fatigue. Life with all of its complexities and challenges has a way at times of being and feeling overwhelming. I know you felt that before where you didn't quite plan out the day to include feeling weary or fatigued, but it just happened. You can't always determine when that moment will happen or how it will happen. But again, life and all of its nuances and all of its complexities can at times be overwhelming and evoke feelings of weariness and fatigue. Sometimes that weariness and fatigue is not just because of life, but sometimes because of the characters in life we encounter the people we encounter who have a tendency at times to maybe do things that add or even create some of that emotional and mental and physical weariness at times. Again, we've all been there. There's no one in this sanctuary today under the sound of my voice who has never felt that kind of weariness and fatigue. When you feel like you are utterly When you feel like you have exhausted all that you have. When you've given all of yourself and given your time, your abilities, and only to find that you have nothing left for yourself. Have you ever been there? Where you gave and gave and gave and gave and gave and and you made your giving spiritual and noble that you justified not taking care of you. Because you simply felt in some way that the more I give, God would be pleased. And you then again, you spiritualize your weariness and fatigue and already made up in your mind that this comes with the territory when I serve God. But that's not the case. There is no space, I'm convinced, where God wants you to give in such a way that you have nothing for yourself. That you have nothing left for yourself. And I know some of us, sometimes what we do, and, and this may hurt a little bit, I gonna warn you in advance, that sometimes our giving to the point of E is so deeply ingrained in us that we don't even recognize when we're on fumes. And running on fumes leads to frustration, and we don't even see how the frustration is manifesting itself in our attitude, our disposition, and how we show up. Well, here's the part that may anger you. Sometimes we give and give and give and give to the point of depletion because our giving is a way of self-avoidance. Oh, yeah. We, 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 we make our life about dedicating ourselves to others to the negation of dealing with our own selves to the negation of facing our own selves. And I gotta tell you, self-avoidance is really a good strategy for those who are fearful of being honest with themselves. Because there are some of us, even no matter how enlightened we may be, are sometimes oblivious to ourselves and we're not able to become self-aware and look at ourselves honestly. And so we justify not looking at ourselves honestly because we're doing so much for so many other people. We're giving ourselves so many to so many other people that somehow we justify in our minds and in our lives why we don't need to grow ourselves. Because how can you really grow if you're not self-aware? How can you really grow if you engage in intentional self-avoidance? The truth is you become emotionally stunted right at the place of your unwillingness to grow, not realizing that that self-avoidance is simply creating a different kind of weariness in your spirit. It's called weariness of yourself. Have you ever been tired of yourself? See, because to be tired of yourself also takes a certain level of self-awareness. But I've been there when you're, you get tired of yourself, tired of your actions, tired of your behavior, tired of what you do, tired of the lies, tired. You just get tired of yourself. And the problem is you get tired of the self you've been trying to avoid. And then it's a cycle that is always emotionally depleting because you're fatigued of the person you're avoiding. And the person you're avoiding is you. And the you you're avoiding is because you can't be honest. And then you're not honest with yourself. And so you live in this web of self-deception. I don't know how I got here this morning, but somebody needs to know this. At the end of the day, whether it is because of self avoidance or selflessness, we all know what it is to be weary, to be tired. And then these amazing words from the carpenter rooted in love. In that kind of King James poetry, come unto me. All ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I love that language. I like the message, tired, worn out, burnt out on religion. Whoa, I'm going to come back to that in a second. Come this way. Come towards the carpenter. This is an invitation that the carpenter makes. It's a healing one. And it begins with this open invitation that has no qualifiers. Come unto me. Oh, oh that's a big word. all. Oh. and Jesus does not ask. Why did you get weary? How did you get weary? Why are you tired? Why are you fatigued? No, it's an open invitation. All of you who feel beat down a little bit and all of you who feel a little tired and all of you who feel worn out and all of you who feel the weight of responsibility of the world and all of you who feel like you can't take it anymore and all of you who feel like your back is against the wall and all of you who feel the weight of the world on your shoulders, all Come this way. Oh, I love this. Come my way. Do not be in a delusion where you think somehow giving in to the repetition of legalism in your religion somehow alleviates your pain. Because Eugene Peterson made it real clear. Those who burn out on religion, burn out. On this kind of stifling legalism that is always willing to punish and ridicule, but not always as quick to love. Come unto me, all of you who labor and who have been damaged, damaged by people and damaged by culture and damaged by society. Come unto me, all you who feel that weight, who feel that burden, who feel that heaviness, who are tired of just going through the cycle day in and day out, repeating the senseless rhythms of monotony. He said, come my way and feel the rhythms of grace. You see, you may not understand what it feels like to be overtaken by the unforced rhythms of grace. I need you to sit with that for a second. The unforced rhythms of grace, it is the kind of rhythm Saturated in love because to be gracious is to be loving. The unforced rhythms of grace, the rhythms of love come this way and feel what it means to be loved unconditionally. Come this way and feel what it means to be affirmed unconditionally. Come this way and feel what it means to be affirmed in this loving way. Come unto me and feel the unforced. Force rhythms of grace. And that may not mean much to you. Well, it should, especially if you know what it is to feel the force rhythms of judgment and the force rhythms of chastisement and the force rhythms of ridicule. When you, when you felt those rhythms of, that are graceless, there is Jesus' invitation come this way, come this way. And, and it's amazing that Eugene Peterson would say burnt out on religion because it, it seem then that somehow Peterson is saying that Jesus offers something contrary to the rhythms of religion, the rhythms of grace. The rhythms of grace and love. In fact, when you read the teachings of the Carpenter in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke in particular, you see time and time again where love abounds and grace abounds and forgiveness abounds. Those are the rhythms of grace. And Jesus makes that invitation. And you know what's deep about that? In our culture, invitations to loving spaces without condition is rare. It's like everyone you encounter has some ulterior motive. But to get an invitation for just love and to feel that without requiring anything. And then look what the carpenter says My yoke is easy. See, we don't get the idea of yoke. And, 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 and in some ways, I, something I had to study and I learned, uh, Pastor Trey, when you have, sometimes when you have like ox who are yoked by the thing that keeps them. And what they would do sometimes is they would take an older, uh, or if you call it cow, and, and yoke it to a younger one because the younger one didn't really necessarily know the rhythms of being yoked and how to work. And so the younger one would learn from the older one, and they would be yoked together so that the younger could learn from the older. This is the image Jesus is saying, come this way and take this yoke. Bind yourself to me and learn from me. Learn from me. And I don't know if we really understand that. And it's the only time in the Gospels, it appears, where Jesus actually shares his heart. For my heart is steeped in humility. For I am humble. This is Jesus saying how Jesus shows up in the world with humility and love and grace and compassion and forgiveness. And he makes this invitation to who? Those who are weary. Those who are tired, not just from life, but of people and from people. Those who are weary and those who are tired, who feel this invitation. And you may not even understand the deep nuances of this invitation today, but I know the people who do feel it, the ones who are weary and the ones who are tired, who at the end of the day are simply looking for a space and a place to rest. That is the reward come this way, learn from me, take rest, learn life, live in love and grace. That's what this journey is about. And I know sometimes it's hard because some of us have grown up in cultures and even religious cultures where so much is about what you don't do and what you can't do and what you shouldn't do. And I'm not bashing that, but I'm speaking in the language of Jesus, rest. Come this way and feel the rhythms of grace. Come this way and feel unbound love. And isn't it amazing that love is so perplexing to so many people today? And maybe it's because those of us who claim to be associated with the carpenter or even associated with God have forgotten what love ought to look like in action. And love in action is compassion. Only a compassionate spirit could offer this invitation to come, come all. All of you have a place with him. All of you have a space with him. All, no qualifiers, all, no hesitation. No matter who you are and how you are, how you show all come his way and that is different because can i tell you many of our churches won't make that invitation but i thank god that the invitation came from jesus that's the invitation and if we simply follow that lead life as the text says we'd be a whole lot lighter and a whole lot freer if we understood the invitation is to love from love for love, and for the sake of life. That is it. So, beloved, if you are here today and you are tired, tired of life, because I feel you here today. I don't mean tired. I mean tired of life where in some ways, coming here today was an attempt to find a reason for living. If you are tired of life, hear the words of the carpenter today. Come my way. Feel the unforced rhythms of grace. Know what it is to be loved without condition. Feel what it is to be accepted without condition. All. All. The invitation is to all. All of us. No matter where you're from. No matter your socioeconomic status. All. No matter who your parents are. Who you love. All. Oh, these are not my words. These are the words of the carpenter. Oh, and exchange those binding chains for an easy yoke. Learn from me. Learn from me. And experience life. Because at the end of the day, You've had enough examples this week to know how fragile life is. All right. How fragile life is. Okay. She said they needed a car moved. Good. Well, put that on the screen. There it goes. Even in that moment, grace love. You never meet anger with anger. It gets you nowhere. You meet anger with grace. So whoever's here today and feel in some way that you cannot handle the inconsistencies at times that life can bring your way, I want you to come down here today those who have become tired of life and this is a courageous act today those who are tired of life and you at that point where you're almost ready to give up today i want you to come i want you to make your way today yeah I don't want to keep this moment open. God bless you. Keep this moment open. Because you have no idea at times what the person sitting right next to you is experiencing. There are people who do a good job of wearing the smile. But hurting. And sometimes we forget that some of the greatest ways to heal people is to love people. Right? You can do more healing work with an open arm any day. Because there's some people who just want to know that there's somebody who actually genuinely cares. And why wouldn't you feel that in this place so if you're here today i'm gonna say it again and you have become weary of life and tired of the cycles of life and the rhythms of life that seem at times overwhelming i want you to come today and i thank you for your courage because that invitation remains open by the carpenter Come, all who are weary and tired. I'm going to keep on saying it until some folk get courageous enough to honor it. Come, all who are weary and tired. All who are weary and tired. All who have been overwhelmed and tired. And I will give you Rest. Exchange the pressure for the love of God. Exchange the fatigue for the peace of God. Now, those of you who are still there, I need you to intercede for those who have come here today. You don't need to know them, just send words in their direction of healing and comfort. I've known of moments when there were people who went to church, this is true, left church and then experienced death by suicide. A preacher I know preached 8 o'clock service and before the 11 o'clock service pulled his gun out and took his own life. Come unto me all you who are tired, who are tired. And I will give you rest. Come on, beloved, let's pray. God, we thank you, we honor you on today. And we thank you, God, for how you're moving, even in this place. God, there are so many, oh Lord, who come to you with a deep desire for healing and rest. And God, this is the kind of place and space we ought to be. Where we are shaped by love, not laws. We are shaped by relationship, not rules. But we are shaped by grace and not anger. God, move in this place. Continue to move in this space. Touch every heart that is heavy right now, oh God. Every heart that feels the burden right now, oh God. Every heart that feels overwhelmed right now, oh God, whisper in their ear and let them know that they are not by themselves. That you continue to keep and cover. That you continue to love and hold. God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because God, sometimes people don't know how close we are to letting go. How close we are to giving up. But God, thank you for giving us a word that reminds us we are not alone. That we do not walk this way by ourselves, that you are there every step of the way, holding us and keeping us and providing for us and making ways for us. And most of all, using your angels right here to remind us that we are still loved and cared for. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Now, oh God, continue to let your spirit move and your love reign. Let your word work and your spirit abide as we seek to be faithful to you. God, it has ever been a request. Here is one. Help us to be more caring and more loving and more gracious and more kind. God, help us to take The carpenter's invitation, seriously. Come unto me. All of you who are weary, worn, burnt out, tired, and we will find rest in his presence. We love you, Lord. We honor you, God. And it's in your name we pray. And we say amen. 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 If you've been blessed by what you heard, support us financially that we may continue to offer these podcasts. Thank you again, and we look forward.